Welcome to the Confidence Mastery Unlock Your Life podcast, covering the most essential areas of personal development for ultimate success, your health, wealth, and happiness. Your host, Natalie Bailey, the Confident Entrepreneur. Natalie is a confidence coach, property developer, and bright red-haired fitness fanatic who is going to take you on a journey to confidently create a more inclusive, more successful, and fulfilled life. Get listening, take action, and unleash your inner confidence. This week's Confidence Mastery podcast, you are listening to an amazing conversation with Lou, the exercise engineer. Lou has just moved to Australia for a year to work on her fitness business and to enjoy life. In this episode, we talk about confidence, fitness, why that's important. There are some amazing nuggets on how you can be a better person, how you can fit stuff into your life and how you can start to implement exercise into your daily routine in order to give you more self-belief and to do more of the hard things because life can be difficult and once you realize that it gets a lot easier i know that you're going to get a lot out of this episode so please do enjoy if you would like to speak with us about working um, together whether that's one-to-one coaching mentoring or our mastermind or retreats please do send an email to team at nathaliearabella.com and we will get back to you as soon as we have seen it. I hope you enjoy this episode and we'll see you at the end. Hello and welcome to this week's Confidence Mastery podcast episode. Today we are joined by Lou, the exercise engineer. I'm very, very, very excited to speak with you. I mean, I'm always excited to speak with anyone, but welcome and thank you very much for being here. Thank you very much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Oh, good. That's that's good to know. <laughs> Even though it's 6am here, that's fine. <laughs> Do you know what? I couldn't do this at 6am. I am incapable of speech before about 11, which is why I train in the morning and I've like got music in, don't talk to me, go fuck yourself face on. And then in the <laughs> afternoon I'm fine. So it being nearly 10pm is is great for me. Um, but yeah, thank you for being up early and sharing with us. Um, could you just give the listeners a little bit of an insight into you, what you do, and then we'll just have an amazing conversation. Yes. Okay. So I, it, back in London, I was a full-time site engineer and I wanted to be able to help people in terms of fitness and fat loss as well. So I started my online fitness business probably two years ago now. And since I've been helping girls just feel their best exercise because they love their bodies, not because they hate it, because I had um, quite a, a stint of binge eating and restricting and went tried literally every single diet under the sun like at one point I think one of them was literally eat chicken and tomatoes all day so I literally ate a whole chicken and tomatoes for two days straight and I was like I have actually eaten a full chicken in a day actually yeah yeah I mean easily done now that we've both been on bulks but at the time that wasn't that wasn't normal um so it's just empowering women to feel their best and also like exercise at home like you don't have to go to the gym which might be contrary to what what you always say but I have literally done all of my home workouts from home with one or two kettlebells that is Mm -hmm. all you need to 
feel your best and build some muscle like you can build muscle at home uh, you don't need a full-blown gym you literally need one kettlebell and it's showing people and exposing them to that you can you can do it and believing that you can do it and that's why it links so well with this confidence podcast because it's believing that you can do it where you get like that's halfway there and then the rest comes with a bit of determination and dedication as well and discipline so, and discipline, I, lots I, of discipline. I, I completely agree with you not not everybody needs the gym like you don't need to go and do what I do in the gym in order to be healthy and to be confident I believe that you should do something that you enjoy yeah oh I, my god absolutely move your body in a way that good that makes you feel amazing and if you enjoy it you're more likely to sustain it long term so that is how people end up with such good results from these home workouts because you enjoy it so much more Mm. even though you're not lifting as heavy because you can sustain it for longer which means it's impacting the whole lifestyle as opposed to just a two or three week diet where you hit the gym you go every day anywhere and then you burn out and then you never go back whereas i don't love the gym sometimes and it's right for the right clientele but that's the sort of niche that i go for like if you hit the gym i'm your gal yeah (laughs) Um, i I love this because i love the gym that's my space and Mm. a lot of women don't like the gym and you like running and i hate running (laughs) yeah exactly right (laughs) it's all about choosing what you like and i think that's why when it comes down to like more one-to-one coaching it's working out what you want as the client and the coach is there to support you and help you around that yeah so So what got you into wanting to help women specifically I think just because I I struggled for so many years not understanding like I like how to lose fat and how to feel confident in the in my body like I used to do spin classes back to back like literally back to back spin classes on their own are hard I used to try and do it back to back to try and like sweat my fat off because that's how I thought it worked so over lockdown that's when I like got exposed to home workouts I thought there was no way I'd be able to motivate myself at home because I needed like that you know when classes like you book in and then you can't you can't cancel otherwise it's going to charge you I thought I needed that as motivation whereas I really didn't and it turns out like I can get up at 5 a.m in the morning and do a walk, workout before work um because that's the time I used to have to get up when I was a site engineer um so at the moment I'm actually on a one-year sabbatical and I've decided to move to Australia for a year on my own um quite daunting but I just thought it's the right time for me because the job that I was on was coming to an end I really wanted to push my online fitness business and I'm just so excited um to see where this this can get me so I've got a year and I'm literally just working as hard as I can in this year to try and build up the same salary as what my engineering was I love that yeah it's scary but I just I I feel like I can help more people from here as well which which is bizarre because the time change isn't (laughs) isn't great but it's just it's the right space for me at the at the moment and people see you differently when you do things like this like the amount of people that say to me I wish I could move abroad you're so brave Mm. like but like we said before we started recording it wasn't something I ever thought about I just I hated my life 
So I quit my mm. job and got on a plane and went to Magaluf. And yeah. I did four years of that. And now life's very, very different. And people do see you differently because when you're somewhere that's inspiring, like you show pictures of the beach and the different kind of lifestyle and you demonstrate that there is another way to do things, people will see you differently and they will admire you more and see more inspiration in that because you're not doing the normal thing. Yeah, I've had so many messages. Like I've only been here, this is my seventh day. I've just woken up into my seventh day and I've had so many like ridiculous amounts of messages saying, oh my God, you're so inspiring. Like you're so, like you said, so brave. Like, how are you doing this? Or like, I think someone actually did say as well about confidence. They were like, how are you that confident? Because I posted on my story the other day that, I went up to a group of strangers and asked them what they were doing. So they were like running down into the beach, like down t- into the sea, doing 10 press-ups, squats and bicycle crunches and then running back. And I asked them what they were doing because I, I was intrigued and I was like, oh, could I join? maybe join in next week? And they were like, oh, no, just come join in now. And like they were like, yeah, come on. So I joined in. They did that 30 times, that run oh. into the sea. Oh my I was like oh my god I'm fit but this is hard but anyway like they've literally just opened their arms and just embraced me into their little like community and I'm going twice a week with them now I go down into that and someone messaged me off the back of that story saying I wish I had your confidence to do that like they like so many people just wouldn't approach strangers and uh-huh. it's not necessarily a confidence it's just just go sort of going after what you want like if you want to be part of a club you've just got to go for it and realize like they are they were all so so lovely like they looked scary because they all had loads of muscles like one of the guys was jacked <laughs> I was like whoa <laughs> and he was the friendliest one he was there high-fiving everyone and then he bought us all coffee at the end what? <laughs> So people are so much nicer than we give them credit for. Yes, 100%. Like, well, a lot of people say this about me as well, because sometimes if I'm in work mode, I will walk around with, like, a face like a slapped ass, and it's, like, resting bitch face mode. And then the minute they start speaking to me, I'm like this, and I'm smiling and bubbly, and they're like, wow, I didn't see that come in. (laughs) Well, don't catch me in my work mode then. (laughs) I I said something the other day, and... I saw a post, someone had said, how do you approach a a woman that's so beautiful she's intimidating? And I said, no one's intimidating, you're intimidated and there's a difference. And I always say to people, smile at at strangers, talk to strangers, because one, you never know what's going on in their life and that conversation you have with them might actually help cheer them up. You don't know what, what shit's going on behind the scene. And you might actually just make some friends. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I always say um, try and compliment one stranger a week. Like it used to be a day, but that got quite intense. So my minimum is once a week, a complete stranger, compliment them on something. And it, it doesn't, it's not a forced compliment, but you know, like when you're walking down the street and you think, oh, I really like her outfit. Uh-huh. Tell her. I, like, do, I do that for people too. And yeah, I, I actually did well, an episode. Yeah, I actually did an episode on the gift of a compliment. So you imagine I give you a gift and you open it and you throw it away. How's that going to make me feel? If I give you a compliment, it's a gift. And you should just accept it and say thank you. 
And so many yeah. people don't see the compliment as a gift. Like they get embarrassed or feel the need to justify something. But as soon as I realized this and just went, thank you, I became so much more grateful and started complimenting more people. And I walked out of the, the lift in Vegas um, just recently. And this lady just went, that's so cute. I love your outfit. I was like, thank you. Yeah. And like I had oh, on a sparkly yeah. green bikini and shorts. And yeah, it was it was lovely. So I totally agree with you there. Do compliment strangers because yeah. you just make people's day. Yeah, it will really make their day. And again, that come down to the like the confidence thing as well. Like one person I complimented was clearly like on a date. And then I, I walked away feeling like you feel good for giving that compliment as well because you see how they react. And even like the lad on the on the date like looked her up and down and then he smiled as well and it was like it was just it was it was a magical moment it was (laughs) I love that I absolutely love that what do you think gives you your confidence to approach strangers because I think this is something that a lot of the listeners will be helped by because they are afraid of approaching people they don't know I just I think growing up uh I was one of three so that's like I've always been quite chatty and out there anyway um I think always seeing my mum she she's one to talk to strangers all the time so I think I've just been exposed to it for such a long time because she she can't deal with silence so even like on public transport especially at airports I feel like Mm. you you have bond with people at airports that's good to talk to people (laughs) but like she will just always just talk to strangers and like even if you're in like a queue for something, like yesterday I spoke to a complete stranger in the in the queue. We were discussing the ice cream flavors, as we were like, which one are you gonna get? And I just, I think just tiny little conversations like that. If you yeah. if you want to get better at approaching people, if you if that's more like a date scene, just start small and start by just talking to people in queues for stuff. Things that don't it's there's no pressure on it whatsoever, and then build up a little bit more. So. The other day at the outdoor gym, um, there was a guy doing muscle ups really easily and like loads of calisthenics and like holding his body up. And in his break, I just went over to him and said, that's really impressive. How, where do you even start in terms of learning that sort of thing? And he gave me like a full blown session of how to do a muscle up for 20 minutes. I was like literally like a little one to one session. And I didn't expect that. And it was it's just so nice. You don't know. I think the way I, when I know I'm approaching someone to it's usually to compliment them or not not because I'm hitting on them at all I was literally just saying to him that's really impressive and then sort of like can you give me a few pointers not can you give me a full-blown lesson but you do you don't know what you're going to get out of some like they might give you so much more so I would never be afraid to approach people like every experience that I've had here I've not been batted down once and even if they are, it might be because they're having a bad day, but just don't let it get to you. Um, mm-hmm. But I I've, I've, I've very, very rarely experience someone batting a compliment away or rejecting the conversation. Like, But That's I don't good. know if that's because I'm out here in Australia and there's a lot of people out here on their own as well. So they're happy for people to approach them. I think if you're in London, would it be yeah, different? Yeah, it's not as easy. <laughs> It's not as easy in London. No. But then See, I'm, from, I'm from London. Still, still like friendly. I'm, I'm friendly. <laughs> I don't know where I get it from. from You're so friendly, yeah. I don't know. So I, 
I'd guess just if you did want to improve on approaching people, start small. That, but I, I think I'd say that with everything, like with running, start small. Yeah. Like don't set yourself up for a 10K as your first run. Don't put pressure on it. Literally go for two kilometers. Find your nearest, like your favorite walking route and then just run it and then go a little bit further next time and then a little bit further next time. So it's just all about building up to it, I guess. You can't run a marathon in one go if you haven't built it up. Um, but although, to be honest, I'm pretty sure I could run a marathon. I would just hate every second of it. <laughs> It'd be brutal, yeah. My brother last year did um, 60K for um, November. He was raising money. Um, and he hadn't trained at all. Like, he's a fit guy. Like, he'll go, like, he can run and he goes to the gym most days, but he hadn't trained properly like at all running wise he attempted it and pulled both of his hamstrings after like kilometer 20 but he finished it but he couldn't walk for a week so it's (laughs) can you do it probably yes but would I recommend training for something like that absolutely (laughs) it's training your brain as well isn't it it's running is such a mindset thing and probably most exercise as well but running more especially like when I was doing um the London marathon this year it was it was hard work because it started like it was raining when we started like I've never set off on a run already wet I don't mind if it starts raining once I've started because it'll cool you down but starting wet is not the one it is not fun at all but I just remember thinking halfway through Louise just keep going just keep pushing because if you stop or if you slow down, it's only going to take you longer to the finish line. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the sort of mindset you need. That It's just like, just keep pushing and it'll be over quicker. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, like, it sounds brutal. But like, that that was a hard race. That was really difficult. Um, but when it comes to other, run- like, different types of running, like, it, it is all about building up. And, yeah, 100% your mindset. Tell yourself that you can do it and you're halfway there already. Isn't it like David Goggins that says when you hit the brick wall when you're running, you're only at 40% of your body's capacity. It's your brain that's telling you to stop. stop yep. Yeah. Because your, your, your brain so much more in you. what the hell's happening? Like we're gonna starve soon or anything like that. Your brain is literally like, stop, stop, stop. Your body is more than capable of doing those things. Apart from my brother running 60k and pulling both of his hamstrings. <laughs> That's a bad example. On <laughs> my, it is the mindset. And on, on my last year's December running challenge that I do every year, even though I despise running, like my foot was in agony for about mm. a week. And I'm like, where has this come from? What's happened? And then it really it occurred to me that maybe I should put some ice on it and then two days later, it's fine. <laughs> so I'm hobbling through this this run every day. Um, I'm just going swearing, like, fucking no one's problem. Um, out loud as well. And I'm like, why do people do this? <laughs> For fun. <laughs> no, but I used to hate running as well. I used to hate yeah. it. I struggled doing three kilometres. So it is, like, it's possible to learn yeah. to love it as well. 
to learn to love it. So I don't think I'm ever going to learn to love it. The first year I did this challenge, I was doing 5K in 26, 27 minutes. And being that I don't run and I hate cardio, I that's thought that's, that's decent. Um, yeah, I'm hoping this year I won't have any injuries so I can just get it done faster. <laughs> get it over with. Just keep going. That's such a good idea for a challenge, though. Yeah, um, it's a massive group of people. It, it originated in Scotland, and there's a massive Facebook group called Markathon. Um, you should join us in December, and you'll see just how much I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> so do you run as a group, or is it all online? Uh, it's all online. Some people meet up, they do runs together, but everyone, it's, it's your own personal challenge. There's no yeah. prizes. You know, it's not for charity. It's just a thing. Um, I can't remember the origin of the story, but it was this couple that did, I don't know, I can't remember if it was a marathon together, and then it just evolved into this thing. There's about 9,000 people in the group. Um, oh, yeah, and it's it's good banter. And I put, like, a story of what my day's been like and the run and who's sponsored me that day because last year I did it just to you know send me a t-shirt and I'll wear it as extra accountability so that I I can't yeah. get out of it because you've sent me a t-shirt and <laughs> <laughs> it's just great great banter like just the people are really supportive although I did get banned uh, the year before for calling someone a beast because he ran 52 miles to a football match and I, I used that word as a compliment and Facebook banned me Oh, <laughs> that is a compliment. I suppose it is some a compliment. Some it's like beast mode, you know. It's, yeah. it's like I yeah, couldn't believe it, and he wasn't offended at all. I got a six-day ban for that. <laughs> That's quite funny. But I, yeah, again with the challenges, though, like it is challenges are great ways to get involved in something, and then you realize then you can decide at the end of the challenge if you want to carry it on or if you decide no no that was enough like you with running or maybe like I do six week challenges all the time to get people into home workouts and more often than not people stay on for the rest of the workouts for the rest of the year if in fact yeah. like you can stay on as like rolling and it, it sometimes it is the challenge that you need and it's the mindset of the challenge like right come on I can do this it's going to be hard understanding mm -hmm. that it's going to be hard is the key and then but pushing through anywhere um and I just I've always been an advocate for challenging yourself just even like one little thing every single day challenge yourself because once you do that challenge once you do that hard thing you are proving to yourself that you can do hard things and that's where the sort of confidence comes from confidence in yourself from proving to yourself that you can do hard things it's like yeah I can do that and like when you do the 5ks every year you you can do that challenge and it's I bet you feel epic. I don't want to do it but I can yeah, yeah and at absolutely. the end of every one of it I'm I'm over the moon yeah and you feel epic and I think, I think challenging yourself is the only way that you can change yourself definitely like if you're not challenging yourself every day you stay in the zone and what's the point in that life's too short exactly exactly so I made a right to myself yesterday trying to do a muscle up at the outdoor gym <laughs> I, that video was brilliant. I am nowhere near but
but I've set myself a challenge. I want to be able to do one by Christmas. So I'm going to rain or shine. I'm going to be down at the outdoor gym practicing every single day. Until I was the, I was the same with pull-ups and in the lockdown I got a pull-up bar and I put it in front of um in front of on the living room door so that every yeah. time I walked through I would do one or at least yeah. attempt to do one and yeah. then I got up to six and then I went back to the gym and didn't have a pull-up bar <laughs> oh no so <laughs> now I've been at it again at but at the gym and now I'm back to four so that's for me, and I'm heavy, so that's... Pull-ups are hard, yeah. Pull-ups are very hard. I'm currently on three sets of three, but apparently I need to be able to do 10 before I have the strength to do a muscle-up, and I was like, oh, God. 10 is, 10 is hard to get to. Quite a lot. I was like, I don't think I'll be able to do that by Christmas. I might have to shred yes, some weight. Will. Yes, you will. <laughs> get some, like, get lean as fuck just to be able to get up. <laughs> So, do um, shoulder work do do inverted um handstands because that will help people oh i'd love to be able to do handstands properly i need to do that i've been doing so going on a lower bar and holding myself up and then lowering myself down so doing the eccentric movement which yeah. is also really beneficial for learning how to do pull-ups as well and just holding holding and shrugging that's something else i started doing um, I did yeah. an inversions workshop not that long ago. Um, so like they were teaching us how to go upside down and hold yourself and the breathing techniques. And I think that's the thing most people forget is to breathe. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. I think I hold my breath if I do a handstand. Yeah, don't do that. Interesting. <laughs> okay, next on the list, handstands. The breath, the breath is very... This is, what, yeah. this is what I do. I set myself like ridiculous challenges. It's like, oh yeah, I'll be able to do that by Christmas. And then I always I always pick up something else. Like loads of people always ask me, oh, what's next? What's next? Yeah. When you do 10 minutes a day rather than half an hour every other every other day, you'll improve so much faster yeah. because your your body and your mind will pick it up because it's like 10 minutes a day is nothing. Yeah. Well, I so my one-to-one clients, if their goal is like press-ups or pull-ups, I, I get them doing it every single day. To failure, three three rounds to failure every day. And yes, it hurts. Yes, it's painful. <laughs> but that is the fastest way you're going to improve, by doing something every single day. And a lot of people ask me then, are you not not letting your muscles recover like should you have a rest day sure like surely you need a rest day and it's like no because you're not really putting you that particular muscle group to failure like doing three sets of three press-ups a day is not gonna send your pecs to failure Mm -hmm. it's just at that move that just that movement is just to to failure so no you do something every day if you want to get better at it you do it every day it's that practice, isn't it? And having that discipline to do it gives you then more confidence the next time you go to do it. And I've oh. always, I always say, you know, the more you do something, the better you'll get at it. You, you become stronger. Your mind becomes stronger, and yeah. life becomes a little bit easier. Yeah, I back that. And I think what what you just touched on there, like if you build it into your routine, you make the act of doing it easier as well. 
because it's just part you just make it part of your routine and you build it into like more of a ritual like make it intentional that that is what you're gonna do that is the morning you are setting up for yourself and then just get it done like sometimes I used to film four workouts a week or was it yeah I started off with four a week and then I upped it to five but it's actually easier to film one every morning now which seems bizarre because it's like I don't have a day off but it sets me up for the day and I feel Mm. epic I know that I've filmed that workout and then it just comes naturally like that it's in routine I don't have to think about it it's like oh I don't like if I want if I need a rest day I just do like a 20 minute ab session but it's still Mm -hmm. the act of me getting up going outside which is daunting and filming a workout in front of strangers like I used to do it in the comfort of my own flat in London but now I'm here I film them outside and yes there are people around me looking and like oh what's she doing and just getting used to people watching is also strange but that's why I'm doing it every day so then I don't get out of the habit like once you miss one it's easier to miss a second one then you'll miss a third Mm -hmm. one then and then that's where it spirals out of control so my rule for consistency is never miss two in a row like missing one is fine sometimes life gets in the way but never miss never ever miss that second workout I have a rule of three with that if you're three days out then you're in trouble so that's not far off and it the thing is though it's so easy to get back into it but people think it's hard but when you believe it to be hard it's going to be hard oh 100% yeah again it's just all it does it comes back to mindset every single time just believing that you can do it for a start and another tip if you if you are really struggling to get back on track and maybe you have missed four or five maybe you're up to like you've missed two weeks now and the thought of doing another workout is really really daunting just tell yourself you're just going to do 20 minutes Mm -hmm. just like nice and easy 20 minutes max and then do the full one the next time around because a lot of people will will do that and then get 20 minutes in and think oh I'll I'm doing on. it might yeah. as well carry on exactly yeah. yeah but if you do tell yourself if you do want to stop at the 20 minutes you've already given yourself permission mm. to stop at the 20 minutes if you want to so you can't feel bad about I did it that the other day with the stairmaster like I have a love-hate relationship with it and oh. I'm supposed to do 45 minutes a day at the moment that's no. what happens when you're on a cut. I know, I know. And I thought, I can't. My brain was like, no, I can't do 45 minutes. I'm going to do 20 and yeah. I'm going to interval it so that yeah. I get more of a hit workout. And then I was pleased with myself for having done it. And I was like, no, I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> yeah, but fair enough. You you did the 20 minutes. And I always think like with, so, like, most of my workouts are 50 minutes and a lot of people ask me like, oh, I don't really have time for that. And I'm like, well, just do the first 30 then just literally cap me off at 30 minutes and I would rather someone did three or four 30 minute workouts a week instead of trying to do all six or like failing and doing two or even just getting one 50 minute session in I would much rather four 30 minute sessions throughout the week spread it out build it into your routine you'll feel so much better even just doing 30 minutes a day all the ones I'm filming at the moment, moment are 30 minutes and I am still dripping with sweat at the end. 
Yes, that's partially where you are. <laughs> it's blazing down on me. But no, it's at like 7 a.m. So it shouldn't be that hot by then. And there is always a bit of a breeze on the coast. But right. But you're like... absolutely absolutely right. People say I don't have time. And to me, that says this isn't a priority right now. Absolutely. And yeah. you always make time for the things that are a priority. And if you're sitting and scrolling, if you look at your screen time and you've scrolled Facebook for four hours, you've got time to do a 30-minute workout. Yeah. I, I I made a reel once, which did it did quite well, but I think that's because a lot of people were quite negative about it, was if you've got time to watch TV, you've got time to work out. Like, I think TV is such a mood hoover. Like, it literally yeah. will just your mood instantly unless you're watching like a comedy or something or it's like family night and you all get a takeaway together that's fine I can deal with that but when people watch some of the crap that is on tv at the moment it's and they, it just zaps your energy it'll zap your time away before you know it hmm? yeah it, it's awful programming and it's called a program for a reason yeah it's so which true. is why I'm trying to do this fucking puzzle at the moment <laughs> <laughs> love a jigsaw though it's great oh my God. i haven't done one for ages i did one quite a few years ago it was called was a jig as in jigsaw the wrong way round, where there's no picture but you've got a picture of what they see from the picture you create thousand pieces <sighs> oh my god it was so difficult but this one that sounds, uh, that sounds fun. It was very, very difficult. This one, like I've had it on the floor for three days and I'm just getting so frustrated. And I'm like, I can't even do the fucking edges. Like, th- is this what my life is? <laughs> oh, the edges. And I've, oh, I've managed God, to even... actually put some put the edges put some together today so I can fill in the middle. And I think that's a good metaphor for life. Like we've got all of these different yeah. moving points. So sit and do the hard stuff first and do the edges and then you yeah. can fill in the rest. And it's like the edges are the routine, the the discipline, the making sure that you do the 30 minutes even if you don't want to. And that will give yeah. you a sense of accomplishment. Like like I said to you on Instagram, every time I record a podcast, I feel accomplished. Oh, absolutely. It's, like this, this is part of the working day, but it's so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> but it is, it's have accomplished something today it's it it does feel nice yeah so what um I want to just talk quickly about how we met in person I know we've met in person a couple of times but the event that we both spoke at which the feedback from that absolutely blew me away um how did it feel for you standing in front of a room of that many people Well, yeah, so just to explain to people who did, yeah, it was probably, a, there was more than 100 people in that room, wasn't there? There was over 100 people in the room and over 70 online. Oh, gosh, I didn't realise there was that many people online as well. Wow. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so yeah. that's by far the most people I've ever spoken to, ever. But a couple of weeks before that, I'd just spoken at IFS, and that was to probably 30 people, um, and I was sweating profusely at that one but I don't know if that was different because I had like more stage lights that was that was hard but speaking at the event that we both spoke at felt so natural and almost 
I think a lot easier. I don't know if it's because I'd had the previous experience and then I knew what I was talking about because it was a very similar topic or if it was because I thought, okay, I didn't die at the first one. I can do this. And it is, it's again, it's probably down to mindset because that first one, I didn't know if I was going to stutter or mess up, forget what I was going to say because I'd never done anything like that before. The second time round, I felt... Your so second many... event was that many people. Yes. That's, that's how incredible. ridiculous it is. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. And I didn't like stand there sweating or anything. And yeah, I think it went really well. The feedback was incredible. Everyone was just so nice. Mm-hmm. And I think with public speaking, I used to be really, really self-conscious of my accent and like constantly worried what people were thinking about it and be like oh my god she sounds stupid and and I like hated it any opportunities at uni or work was like nowhere I am not doing that I like rejected any sort of public speaking apart from probably this year the, those two events are the only like public speaking events that I've done and again it's the t- it's a reframe because it's like what can I teach these people today like I yeah. want these people to walk away with uh, learn by learning as much as possible from me. I've got 40 minutes to try and teach them as much as possible. Go. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that reframe of, oh my God, people are listening to me. What do they think I sound like? Oh, blah, 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 blah. No one actually cares what you sound like. People are more bothered about what you're trying to tell them and the message you're putting across or the course that they're learning from. So Stuff like this, and like this only, only your accent. It's where you're from. Exactly. And I love it now. Absolutely love it. I used to really, really dislike it and think, oh, I don't... Nah. But no, I think since living in London as well, I I love the fact I have this accent and it's not budged whatsoever. I thought living in London for four years might have swayed it a little bit, but no, it's... Nah. That is deep within now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Having done Magaloo for four years and meeting so many people from so many different places, I used to be able to tell an accent and, 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 a, and a little town between a little town. And I walked yeah. past a group of lads once and said, are you from Clarkheaton? And they were like, what the fuck? How do you know that? And said, was this guy supposed to be with you? Because he's a friend of mine. And it was that it was them. Uh, <laughs> it, was, uh, it was nuts. And then every time I'd go home to London for a weekend, I'd come back here and people would be like, fucking hell, I can tell you've been home. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, people at work used to say that about me. Like, I do come back with a slightly broader accent, yeah. but it's definitely still there. Yeah. But yeah, going to the, the speaking, like, I would never have said yes to doing this podcast before because I'm so conscious about what people would think but now I'm like no what can I teach people mm-hmm. and that's that it's so fulfilling like even just if if my story helps one person it's, it's job well done in my eyes so yeah I think that too like once you put the onus on them it takes yeah. the pressure off of you like you're there to help and most people want you to succeed like yes. I still get nervous before every talk before every podcast I'm like breathe yeah and breathe um and I still shake sometimes depending on the event 
And I, um, I had, yeah, I had the shakes at that event and I picked up the water and I was like, holy shit, I'm going to put that down. I'm actually going to mention this. <laughs> yeah. But then, yeah, again, addressing it is also key because I think at one point I was like, yeah, I'm standing here shaking like a shitting dog, but that's okay. And it's like sometimes just addressing it because other people can clearly see that it's happening. Like yeah. for the IFS one, I literally had sweat dripping down my face and I was it was so close to my eyes in my head I was like if that goes in my eye I am like I am fucked like this <laughs> but I just and I, but just address it I was like I'm clearly sweating profusely here but like sometimes just addressing it makes everyone else settle as well because they've clearly noticed it like I know that they know it. it's but yeah we were both quite nervous before that event weren't we Yes, but, <laughs> but I think nerves are important with things like that because it shows that you care. Yeah, and 100%. when you care, you deliver better. Like honestly, the I, I was backed into a corner at the end of that with everybody talking to me, and that just made me realize, fucking hell, yeah, you are really good at what you do, and I, I knew that anyway. But it's that reminder and that's why I think it is important to share your story and to do podcasts and do to do speaking and to you know share what's what you've overcome so that it's yeah. normalized for other people so that they when they come to having their challenges they can go well hang on a minute Lou's moved to Australia what the fuck is wrong with me like I, I can do things too <laughs> yeah I definitely think that uh with my um group challenges I always always say if you're struggling with something put it in the group because chances are like every single time someone else in the group will be having that exact same struggle so just preach it and someone else will definitely either latch onto it or it'll reassure someone else or they'll be like oh my god that was me two months ago don't worry huh? do this this push through and just putting yourself out there and posting stuff in the group sometimes or reaching out to someone who you know is going to help will help you get there. Like it sounds, it sounds ridiculous, but like with my one-to-ones, I'm like, I can't read your mind. If you're struggling, mm. you need, you to, need tell to tell me. me. Mm-hmm. Otherwise I can't help you. Like I'm a good coach, but I'm not that good. I can't read your mind. Can't read my mind. <laughs> but even if you're part of a coaching program or not, like reaching out to someone is one of the key tips. Just reach out to yeah. anyone who you think can help if you're struggling. Ask even help even if she's stronger, you know? Yeah. I used to, I used to think the complete opposite. Yeah. And you don't want to admit that you, you need help. Whereas now I'm like, who can I phone today? <laughs> I think asking for help is showing that you're struggling. But also, if you're struggling, that means you're growing. Like, yeah. So it's definitely a benefit if you're asking for help because it means yeah. you're doing something hard which means it's going to be worth it at the end. Like, yeah. There's no point doing something if it's just going to be easy. Like, good, like, I think sometimes when it gets really hard, I like to remind myself that hard things, like, it's going to be worth it at the end. Mm-hmm. If you set yourself a hard goal, and yes, it's bloody hard to work towards, it'll be so much worth, like, it'll be so worth it when you get there. So just remind yourself that on the journey. But also remember yeah. to enjoy the journey as well, because that's often the best bit. Like, yes, getting to the finish line is always amazing, but it's actually like... Mm, when it's, I- it's, it's, that's part of life, isn't it? And yeah. life's too short to 
to be miserable or something I say so often. Um, and I think once you accept that things are hard, they become easier. Oh, in a, in a strange roundabout way. You're like, this is fucking hard, but I'm doing it anyway. Yeah. And it's just sort of like suppress, not sort of suppress your feelings, but like push away the feelings that are telling you to stop and just keep going. I think understanding that it's going to be hard is key. Yeah. But knowing, knowing that you are more than capable of getting there is also key. And the more you do, the better you become and the stronger you become. And yeah. I like that, you know, challenging yourself and doing things and, you know, making life, make life more difficult for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, my, my life is so difficult. I mean, it, obviously, you know, I can go to the beach. Well, I can't now. It's raining today. If that makes anyone feel better about me being in Australia, it's raining today. That's so, hence why I'm do, you know, do you know what? I like it when it rains because it waters the plants and that that in turn feeds our food. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true, though. That is very true. We have to oh, be grateful, yeah. even though even though you don't want it at the time. Um, I'm in Mallorca and it is windy as hell. It is so it's windy so this windy. week. And yeah. it's annoying me because I wanted to get the last of the summer sun and get my tan back so <laughs> get my tan on yeah that's what I've been prioritizing this first week definitely oh, getting definitely. the tan <laughs> so what's, the, what's the plan for the year there then because you've got a so, challenge coming up soon haven't you yes so my next challenge is on the 13th of November so if this goes out before before yes it will be fantastic you can come Excellent join uh, more information at the exercise engineer.com or you can just dm me on instagram there's an application form if you want to fill that in just to check that it's right for you um the plan for this year for me is to work my butt off and help as many people as i can while i'm doing it um it's sort of like a tech like it not like a tester to see if i can do it but i've never been fully self-employed before so it's a test for myself to see if A, I can just work for myself and make it work. B, that I want to actually do this. Like, mm-hmm. I think obviously I'm going to want to do this. Like, I don't think that's going to backfire. Um, but also to, yeah, help as many people as I can while I'm out here. So I've got my one-to-one coaching, um, which has already taken off and I'm like so excited about that. And then I've got my six-week challenge um which are all home workouts but there are gym workouts in there if you want as well um a few of my current challenges i've built running into their um programs as well (laughs) so just for those people who want a little bit of the hybrid mode um all you need for the workouts is literally one kettlebell you can get two if you want but most of the time i just use one um and then yeah it comes with like a recipe book nutrition coaching um and over the year I just want to try and develop that program to the best that it can be so at the end of each one I'm going to get feedback and then mm-hmm. keep improving feedback though how do you approach feedback because I people are so positive all the time they want to be like oh my god yeah this is amazing this is amazing I'm like no I want critical feedback how do I make this better and they're like oh I don't really know I get I'm a lot like, of that do you want do you want to add this and they're always like yeah do you want yeah. this yeah 
like it's people don't necessarily like, know what they, they don't know what they need all of the time. Yes. So my mastermind, for example, I've had three people on that say it was the best decision they've ever made in their life to join. I'm like, you're married yeah. with kids. Fuck me. Right. <laughs> and then I ask for feedback and it's like, there isn't anything you could do better. But then when I recommend we do something else, so we added co working sessions in every other week, then people yeah. have got that focus session. Then they've got access to one to one calls if they need it. They might not want to have that conversation in the room. And then it's, what yeah. value can I add? And if it, it is frustrating when people are just praising you. Yeah. as nice as it is because we always want to improve because that's the kind of people that we are so it's just saying I'm not going to be offended if there's something you're not happy with I want mm. to make sure I'm delivering the best thing for you so please do give me the correct things that you're thinking or where you feel that I could improve so that I can deliver better for you um yeah and I did that once uh oh it was ages ago and I gave them what I thought they wanted and it wasn't what they wanted and then it was the anniversary of my nan passing away so my brain just went um and then I had to go back to these people um, and explain uh, you know I've I've done this for you because this is what I thought you wanted because you, you didn't tell me yeah so just keep asking and ask them to do it anonymously if it makes them feel better yeah, you know, you can, do, you can do, uh, is it Survey Monkey or Google Forms where they don't have to put their name. Just say if that makes you feel better, that I don't know that it's you, then that's fine. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. I'll go the anonymous route, I think. Yeah. And, then... and if, if oh, they I mean, understand it... the, it's like, how, like, I won't be offended. Like, I'm trying to make this better. Tell me. <laughs> but the, I suppose it's it's good if people are like, no, it's amazing. It's exactly what you sold it as. Like it's exactly what I was expecting. I've got the results that I wanted. So I guess if people, yeah, if people are getting results, that's that's, and that's the main. That's good feedback, exactly. And then you know you're doing the right thing. So keep doing the things yeah. that are working. Yeah. One thing that I have changed for this upcoming um, group challenge is. Um, I've added in three one-to-one sessions as well to sort of see how that works because I do have slightly more time now. I'm not an engineer. So <laughs> I'm just sort of seeing if that would make the results even better, um, like adding those in and having... So the week one, we have a group call. Then week two, I do a one-to-one check-in. Week three, and then it's like it staggers like that. So over oh, the nice. six weeks, you get three of each three groups and then one to ones um so we'll see how that goes but i'm i think it's going to make it better and i'm very excited i'm very excited for you it sounds like a great challenge so anybody listening or watching uh, make sure you do online stalk loo because in person stalking is not okay but online is <laughs> or if you're in sydney say hey <laughs> currently in sydney so you might not be able to we stop me from where we are listening to in over 110 countries so you know my cousin lives in sydney too maybe i should put you in touch oh fab yeah absolutely i'm always up for a coffee gonna say i haven't i haven't seen him for years but you can <laughs> <laughs> does he run <laughs> he does he does 
We'll go for a nice run and coffee. Sounds great. <laughs> Amazing. So where can people find you, follow you and online stalk you? The best um, place. Um, I know we've said all, it already, all, but yeah. say it again. All social, media, yeah, all social media platforms. Mainly Instagram is the one at the Exercise Engineer, um, and then I've got a YouTube channel as well, and I've got my own podcast, which, with your permission, I'm going to upload this to as well. <laughs> of course you can, absolutely. <laughs> and that's called the ex- everything is just called the Exercise Engineer. If in doubt, just type in the Exercise Engineer, the Exercise Engineer. We've got yeah. you. <laughs> yes. I say that I know. <laughs> no, it's the exercise engineer. <laughs> yeah. Because people are like, oh, but what was it? The fitness. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> e so, yeah. exercise engineer. <laughs> Lots of ease. I love it. So if you could give people one top tip to be more confident in themselves, what would it be? Oh. Sorry, but not sorry. I know. <laughs> um we already it's okay um this is something I did just before leaving London I haven't done it yet here but choose a tough task like one little thing that you can do every single day that's hard a good example is a cold shower so it's brutal but if you prove to yourself that you can do that hard thing and you do it every single day that will build the confidence that you have in yourself that you can do hard things and when you do need to approach a stranger or if someone turns around and says, hey, Lou, do you want to run a marathon in two weeks? You do have, obviously, it's because I'm trained, but like, <laughs> don't say yes if you're not trained. <laughs> but you have that confidence in yourself that you can do it because you can do hard things mentally. Mm-hmm. That's where that's the approach I'd go with that one. One I like tiny, that. One one tiny thing, thing every day. I love that. A few years ago, I did something I called Natalie scared me and I did one thing every day that scared me and Facebook live it all and by the end of it I felt invincible and just doing those those difficult things and then realizing oh wait I didn't die and although I did nearly get stuck up a tree (laughs) (laughs) Dan you're gonna have to call the fire brigade mate I can't get down (laughs) oh that's funny Oh dear! Climbing oh, well, up's uh, easy. Getting yeah, down—that was that was the hard yeah, bit. That's the same as um, climbing ropes. So I joined a CrossFit team for a little bit, and we had to learn how to climb a rope. Easy going up, getting back down is the hardest bit. So just just focus on the climb, and yeah. then don't worry about the rest. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, I'm going to let you enjoy your day. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, to all the listeners, thank you for listening. Please make sure you share it with your friends, family, loved ones, and even the people you don't like, because everybody needs help. That's true. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed that. Thank it's you. been a pleasure. Me too. Thank you very much. And we will see you listeners on the next one. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with people you think it will help. And stay tuned. And subscribe for weekly episodes. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and YouTube by searching for Natalie Arabella Bailey. And join the Better Together for confidence and mindset Facebook community to improve your confidence, network and life.